I've just finished my rice cakes, your favourite um, meal. So we're you just finished. Go. <laughs> you just finished rice cakes. It's the perfect meal to eat on the podcast, though. Why don't you save I know, it? I know. I literally <laughs> just finished the one when you invited me. <laughs> I like the headband, man. What's that? What's that all about? The headband looks good. It's just the hot weather out here. I thought I'd uh, double it up as a face mask, just in case. Yeah. Hey, do you do weird shit when you're dieting? Like you do stuff you wouldn't normally do, like in the off season. Yeah, so normally I'd grow the beard out and, and yeah. get all frizzy like I did last time. But this time, the missus was like, you're not doing that again. So I kept it kept it clean. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, um, like the first time I ever wore a headband in the gym. Yeah. I was like two or three weeks out from a show. This is like a long, long time ago. Yeah. And uh, it's just something I never, ever did before. But when you're dieting, I feel like you get weird in your fucking head. Yeah, you, you start. Do. I kind of, I think the first time I got a tattoo, I was only a few weeks out from a show also. <laughs> so I usually buy shit. I think all well, bodybuilders are the same, aren't they? Like yeah, Amazon yeah. gets hammered. I literally forget what I've bought. Like I just keep getting stuff and then it comes to the house like a couple days later. Yeah. And I'll forget what it is. <laughs> PayPal. Crazy. How much, <laughs> how much shit did you buy this prep? Uh, I bought a lot. But they wasn't, they wasn't normal purchases. There was like big purchases this time. Like I'm talking like uh, Rolexes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so business business is good then. <laughs> yeah, it seems so. <laughs> we're, le- we're leveling up. We've gone from cream of rice to Rolexes. Dude, I got into cars. My my worst. I get into car car buying when I start dieting. Yeah, I get I get fixated on it. Like I'll get into like Auto Trade. Auto Trader is like a website that we have here. Yeah, we've got that. Yeah, you got it over there. Okay, so. Yeah. And I'll just sit on Auto Trader searching for cars. Yeah. And I'll get fixated on it to find the perfect car. And then before the prep is over, I'll have bought a car. Oh, did, yeah. you, did you decide what you're doing with the truck yet? Are you getting rid of it or? I, try, I almost did, man. I had a buyer and everything. And then I'm like, I can't let it go. <laughs> I can't do it. I got, cause I'm buying, you know, I'm, I'm building up my gym. Yeah. And it's funny, Guy Sister Nino used to make fun of me for having the truck and never using the bed. And um, I've been using the bed. Because now when I buy, every time I buy equipment, I throw it in the bed, haul it to the gym and like, you know, bars and dumbbells and whatever. So I've been using the truck, so I didn't get rid of it. You need the truck. I've got um, a car like Guy. So I think Guy's got the fake M4 and I've got the real one. <laughs> <laughs> so he, make sure you tell him. If he hears that, the he's going <laughs> to... The first time I called him out on that, he got so bad. <laughs> so yeah. You bought the real one? Yeah, I've got the M4. Um, but you can't fit anything in it. But listen, I know this is a stupid question because you probably don't fit in any cars, but why the M4 is even smaller? Why don't you get like an M5 or something? I, I mean, the, M- M5's, the M5's next. I yeah. will go bigger, but yeah. I went to like an X6, which is a 4x4 version. Yeah. But it's just boring. The, so X6, the X6 is smaller than the X5, though. The X5 would be bigger for you, I think. Yeah. I just find them... I like a bit of fun. You need to put your foot down and be able to get thrown back in your seat. From yeah, times. but I think the X5 and X6Ms are pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Did you drive the M version or just the regular X6? Just the regular, but, um, you know, now now business is better. We might be able to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Why is business better? What have you been doing? More clients? More popularity? Better contracts? Yeah, a mixture of everything, really. Um yeah. You know, coaching's doing well. 
Yeah. And it's at the point now where I can kind of choose who I want to take on and I'm not charging your average coaching price in the UK, which is like 100, 150 quids. Yeah. I'm pricing myself out on purpose so I get serious clients and, yeah. you know, um, that's working well and, and got a good contract with JP that, you know, might get bigger if we start doing even better this, this yeah. year. Yeah. So it's funny watching, um, sorry, it's funny watching the rise though, because really you kind of exploded on the scene last year. I mean, people knew who you were because you're humongous, but like last year's shows, you really kind of showed that you belong on stage with the pros. Yeah. And I feel like you've, be, you've, your notoriety has kind of started to really climb after last year's shows. Is that kind I of think the case? For a long, I think for a long time, uh, because I am so different and tall and unique i guess you know there's not anyone really of my proportions in the pro league yeah i wasn't taken seriously so it took last year for me to do well mm -hmm. to be taken seriously and, and that's yeah it's definitely um propelled my profile and i'm hoping that this year and i think i'm right in saying that because of the improvements i've made i've already stepped over the hurdle of the introduction yeah so i feel like the judges already know who i am so that'll help my placings even more. Um, yeah. I think you have to go over that step before you start getting the placings that you probably deserve. Yeah, it's funny. I think people call it politics, but it's not politics. I think it's just judges are human. Yeah. And I think they just recognize somebody and then they, the next time that person competes, like, oh, I wonder how that guy looks this time. I remember him from last yeah. time. I, so. I see bodybuilding as a job. And at the end of the yeah. day, you don't go into a job and uh, in a week's time become the CEO. <laughs> yeah yeah no true true so that's great man so your profile is elevating business is good everything's good what what uh you said you think you made some changes what changes did you have to make from last year so obviously it's just been a continuing process for the last 20 years of trying more to get size. bigger yeah um we all know that back needed more thickness more depth uh we all know that the hamstring needed the same and i think i've definitely improved those two parts of my physique yeah, still need more, but I do feel as though now with the shape, I can also get taken seriously on a, a mass point as well as the aesthetics. So, yeah, I feel as though there's two types of bodybuilders in this show: mm -hmm. mass monster, yeah, or shape. I think I'm one of probably a select few that has both. And yeah, I hope that set me apart. Do you think? This is going to be a really silly question because of your actual overall size, but do you think you fit into the mass mass monster category in muscularity, not in obviously not in overall size? It's it's a, it's a weird one, and and you know you ask the question for that reason. I don't consider myself a mass monster, and that's strange when you know I'm going on stage at about three hundred pounds. Yeah, but I just think the aesthetics and the waist being so small leans me away from that category. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, the mass monster. I just, I just see mass monster as no disrespect to people like Nick, mm -hmm. but they're just freaks, and they are yeah. freaks because of their mass. Yeah, I think of Nick, or I think of Akeem. Akeem's doing the show. Yeah, so Akeem comes to mind first, and you're right. It's a freak factor. It's a thickness factor. I think that it's a, it's a density to the muscle that that isn't achieved very easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's weird. You kind of fit in both categories because of your overall size. You're going to be much bigger than the guys with shape, but you still have shape. Yeah. So it's like, where do you think the judges are going to put you in that? Since you do kind of have your own category. <laughs> it's like, right. it's like, it's fun. It's funny. I had Patrick, Mo- Patrick Moore on once and we were talking about his shape. Cause he's a little different than most guys. And I said, there's going to be apples and oranges. Where do you fit? And he said, I'm an avocado. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, where, so where does like, how does this help you? I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, I'm probably a banana because I'm young. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I do feel as though, honestly, this year with the added mass, that has kind of pushed me up. Whereby, let's use someone like Hassan as an example. Sure. Hassan should be a clear winner of somebody like myself but i feel as though i can beat him if he doesn't now come in shape whereas even if he was off before he could beat me because i didn't have that mass to back up the shape i think i could agree with that now yeah my pecking order's probably gone from top sixes to top threes because of the extra uh, thickness that lends to the shape factor as well yeah it's funny i thought this was going to be a smaller show than it ended up being because it's actually a deeper lineup than than I considered. Yeah. Akeem, Shaban, Hassan, some of the European guys, uh, William Martins, I believe his name is. Yep. Uh, some of these. And then um, is it, who's the Italian guy? Is it? Munzi or Munzi as well. Munzi yeah. is Munzi. I was very impressed with. Presti's yeah. got a, Presti's got a nice physique too, but Munzi, I was more impressed with. I've seen him compete last year as well. Yeah, and then yourself, and there's a couple other guys, but it, it's uh, it's a deeper lineup than I thought. So, I guess I'm not going to ask you for your placings. I just you you feel like you're in, in a top three spot is where you kind of are aiming for. Yeah, I think so. I think obviously everyone's got the keen down for the win. I think he's at that level where even if he comes in off, like say the freak factor and the muscle density and the shape, is just going to be very very hard to beat. Uh, but then anyone else, I mean, I saw Hassan in the gym today, um, spoke to him and his wife, lovely, lovely people. Um, and the only knock on Hassan has obviously been his condition. And, you know, being honest, he does look like he's still softer than he should be. Yeah. Um, boy, he's that much of a freak, you know, he could might be able to get away with it if he's a little bit sharper than last show. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, it is a deep lineup. There's some very good people in there, but. This is what I wanted to do this year. I wanted to see how I faced or, or fared with stronger competitors. Does any of this bother you? When, like, obviously, you've done this on your own, not just on the show. Obviously, you've sat and looked at everybody. And does the yeah. pressure does the pressure bother you, or does it excite you? It excites me um, because I know I'm better, and the excitement is about how I'm received. I see. Because oh. I'm. I am different, and it is apples and oranges. And, and again, bodybuilding is subjective and down to preference. So, sure, just hoping people prefer the lines. Um, <coughs> I don't. I don't, don't. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think for a long time. So I just uh, finish off saying that. Yeah. The height has been a negative, mm-hmm. and they just like not knowing what to do with me. But I think that me stepping over that hurdle last year and competing, and they know who I am. I think that. It's now more of a positive than a negative. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I haven't really seen proportions like yours since Paul Dillette. Most yeah. of the times when you see a taller guy, 
they're lacking in the leg department or they're lagging somewhere something's falling behind it just doesn't really the shape doesn't look the way it's supposed to look so yeah. and and please take that as a compliment because i thought paul delette was obviously one of the best ever oh yeah it's so, crazy um, I, wish I, had <laughs> <laughs> I want to show people what you look like just because we've been talking about you for those of you who don't if you if you don't know jamie yet you should um this is Jamie's Instagram. It's AKA the giant. Um, so I just want to go through some of your, these are some of your more recent picks. Yep. I mean, the leg development on a guy, how tall are you? Six, 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 five, six, five. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty incredible, man. Like your proportions are pretty wild for somebody, your height, small waist, like you said, good shoulders. I mean, your front lat spread is definitely your, signature i would say what do you think your best pose is yeah it's the front lat spread for definitely <laughs> i think uh, that's the one that everybody always comments on yeah, yeah i mean the side, side shots are getting better as well i was gonna say arms look good there man yeah they're definitely getting better um i was gonna say something i forgot but let's see this is this after a chest workout i mean you look full as fuck here yeah this is post-workout so yeah that's what i was gonna say um there it is. I think we spoke about this before. Yeah. That I always take, obviously, photos by myself. And I always look worse by myself. Yeah. But it's interesting seeing, you know, when I'm on your, your podcast and like Nick Strength and Power and people commenting. Yeah. I know that you're judging the worst version of myself by myself. Why is it the worst version of yourself, though? You mean? Because I need to stand next to people to show. I agree. I agree. I, you know what? I think I know what you're saying. So people don't understand how big you are until you're standing next in a lineup. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. 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 I do look, you know, I still do look on the, and, and I watched the last podcast and uh, I know everybody was kind of in agreement. That I still need more mass, which is definitely true. But I think it will be apparent how much extra mass I've got from last year when yeah. I stand next to others. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I mean, this is a, a really nice physique. So, honestly, we were doing we're, so we're doing predictions, right? And yeah. and I and people were kind of glossing over. And I saw your name from the beginning, and I'm like, where am I going to put them? Because I kind of <laughs> knew. Because honestly, I'm excited to see how you like. Because I know I know it's deceiving. Because after seeing you step on stage last year, I'm like, it's really deceiving seeing you stand by yourself. Yeah, and seeing you stand next to other guys. So. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to gauge where you're going to be because when you stand next to other people, you kind of you're going to expose their, their weaknesses. So, yeah. What? Uh, why was your off season so productive, man? Lots of eating. Yes, lots of pizza. Come on, <laughs> seriously. Uh, how much pizza were you eating, and how often? I was probably having a pizza a week at least, like a big okay, uh, big Domino's or Papa John's. That's standard. That's like, yeah, that's a... <laughs> um, but no, just I think the biggest thing for me, Fuad, and you will be a testament to this yourself and everybody that you speak to on the podcast is we take this seriously because it's our job. Yeah, I have just got better at being a bodybuilder and that encompasses all aspects of that. I take this lifestyle more seriously than ever. Um, I don't miss food. I don't miss sessions. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that might shock some people I now train less than I've ever trained before. I train four times a week. Really? That's, yeah, a, a, that's a Dorian Yates uh, technique. Yeah. I just, I just put it down to age. <laughs> how, old, how old are you now? 
I'm 35, so I think I've got another five years to uh, look after myself. <laughs> don't do what I did. I turned 35 and I went faster instead of fucking slower. Yeah, well, that's the thing, but it's, it's definitely benefiting me. I, I have every Wednesday and every weekend off, and it's I've trained push twice a week, which is obviously for, for those that um, are still a bit weirded out by push pull legs, but pushes shoulders and chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's lent well to the upper body improvements. Yeah. Um, and I train my hamstrings twice a week, once with back and once with legs. So yeah. I just think the split and the rest, and it's just perfect. So on your rest days, are you just full-blown resting? Are you, are you eating more on your straight rest days or less? Because I know there's two theories to this. So yeah. like Patrick's guys, for example, is on their rest days, they eat less, right? Because they're like yeah. obviously not expending any energy. Yeah. For me on my rest days, I used to eat more because I always felt like when I went back to the gym, I was full-blown and I would get way better workouts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the same because um, in my off-season, at some points, rest days was pizza days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So fill up for the training. And yeah, that's right. You're definitely in agreement with that. See, Patrick doesn't know what he's talking about. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but like, it's funny you said that because the guys on the podcast don't ever agree with me, but it's probably because they're all coached by the same person. But yeah, I always felt like, because people say, well, I'll have my cheat meal after my leg day yep. because I just trained legs and my body needs the saturation, blah, 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 blah. But I always felt like my cheat meal was best on the day before my, yeah. my lagging body part. Like if I yeah. wanted my back to grow or my legs to grow, I would cheat the night before and have a big high calorie day the day before and then go in the next day and just slaughter the workout. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people get concerned with, um insulin sensitivity and giving your pancreas and digestive system a break on rest days but what i tend to do is i lower food slightly through the day still have carbs yeah. in every meal yeah and then go ham at night time <laughs> <laughs> but you also i mean look at, at six five and your off season is what 330 320 yeah yeah so i can get away with a lot yeah you probably I need just find myself in the spare room quite a lot because of the uh stench <laughs> <laughs> The wife kicks you out, eh? Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, rest days is uh, go and sleep in the sun's bed day. Yeah. Yeah, but you're probably all hot and fucking sweaty and gross from cheating anyway. So yeah. you need your own bed. There's no action on, on rest days. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, so I had to get something else straight. You said your team spooned. Oh, mate. Uh, funny story, right? So I'm here in the Bahamas with my mum. Yeah. Yesterday she says, Jamie, I was having a hyper. I'm like, I can't even think straight. She says, what do you need me to do? So she cooked my meal. She brought it over. She brings one of these. Yeah, of course. Because she's civilized. Mom, I need a spoon. And she says, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. what, what were you eating though? What was the meal? It was chicken and rice. So you, you can't eat rice with a fork. Come on, man. Seriously? Gotta, I'm, I like big spoonfuls of food. Like you get a fork and it's just like falling off the sides. Spoon's much easier. <laughs> All right. So if you, let's say when you met your wife, is she your yep. wife or wife or girlfriend? Wife, right? Yeah, wife. Yeah. Okay. So you meet your wife and you go out on your first date. Yep. And you go to a nice restaurant. Yeah. And you sit down at the table and there's a fork on one side and a knife on the other. Yeah. And you order chicken and rice. Do yep. you ask the waitress to bring you a spoon for your chicken and rice? No. The only <laughs> <laughs> the only place that I will adhere to the fork is if yeah. I'm going out to eat in a restaurant. Okay, so what we can gather then is 
the proper utensil is a fork. <laughs> but but uh, but the easier utensil is a spoon. Is that I'll, what we're saying? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's I'll take that. I'll take that. So I can I can uh, I can agree that you can definitely get more volume with a spoon. Yes. But the more civil but the more civilized approach is the fork. I can agree with that. I'll, <laughs> okay. you know, we just, I, we just solved the problem. There we go. I think we just solved it. That, that's how long has this been going on for? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like three months now. <laughs> oh man. I well, got a whole I got a whole bunch of people that are messing me saying, just use a spork. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but that kind of kills the fun of having the argument. I tell you what, I would take the fact that we just solved this on the podcast over a top three in the <laughs> 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 that's funny so okay why um a couple more questions i'll let you go because i know i know it's prep and everything yeah no problem why uh the bahamas why did you pick that show is it was it like because you thought it'd be a smaller show because you wanted a vacation at the same time like what was i was always planning on doing this show from the start of the year and um, when i looked at the calendar because I knew this year to get to Olympia, it would likely be on point. So I wanted to give myself as many chances as possible. Okay. Um, but then because of COVID, I just thought logistically, it's probably a hard show to do. So I'll aim for Portugal, which is in three weeks time. Okay. About seven weeks out, I saw the Italians, Presti and Munzi post yeah. seven weeks out. And I was like, what show are they, show are they doing? And I was in pretty decent shape at the time. So obviously I was another three weeks on top of that. Yeah. So I messaged the coach and I was like, Jordan, um, what do you reckon? Seven weeks, can we do it? And he was like, yeah, let's go for it. So that was it. I just booked a flight, changed my mind. I just thought another chance to get points yeah. on the scoreboards. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And um, yeah, that, that's it. So how early, the show is Sunday, you said. You guys, yeah. got, you guys got there yesterday? We got that Monday. We got here Monday because um, the flights are that limited. The oh. choices were Monday or Thursday, and Thursday is obviously too late. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're it'd be in a nine-hour flight, so we got here Monday. So let everybody kind of. I'm trying to fill in kind of the fans on what it's like. Are you in a host hotel or did you get it like an Airbnb? Yeah, we got Airbnb. I'd never ever stay in a host hotel. I did actually book it because I thought I don't know where I am going to be. I yeah. prefer to be in that place for ease, but. I think in terms of cost, the Airbnb is half the price. Yeah. And in the host hotel, they wanted to charge you $50 a day for a fridge and a microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there you, there you probably got a full kitchen and the whole bit. So, yeah. The only thing I would say about the Bahamas is if anyone's thinking of going is the food and the supermarkets is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I, when I went there, I went to this little supermarket. They barely had anything there. Yeah. That was so long think- ago. I think you're looking at $20 for a pound of chicken. Wow. So you're, you're going to spend your winnings. Whatever you win at the show is basically what you spend in groceries. The fucking lead yeah, up. Pretty so nice. Are you, so are you having any fun in the Bahamas while you're there before the show? And how long are you staying after the show? Well, um, as I said, my mum's here with me. Um, she is bag carrier, ball shaver. Um, <laughs> she knows she's not. She's not going to shave my balls, but she's got to shave my the backside. Ass. The backside. Yeah, yeah. She's Boy, actually. Um, wife, wife couldn't come. She's working. Yeah. Okay. My mum's also um, drug admi- administrator. Oh, that's good. Very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the only reason I bought her. I can't reach. She's got. <laughs> 
Well, we've had some fun. Um, today, we actually got into a car crash. Come on. Or like a, no, honestly. Uh, um, obviously not a serious one. No, luckily. We was driving um, on the left. It's on the left over here. Yeah. Um, and we're in the left lane. The car's in the right lane. The car in the right lane next to us had a blowout and just went poof, straight oh to the side. God. Everybody's okay, obviously. Yeah, just the car's got a little bit of uh, damage on, so hopefully we can scuff that out. Not that it was our fault, but you know, it's like being in a foreign country in a higher car. It's it's not going to be straightforward to. So you rented the car, and now yeah. it's. You said hopefully you can get it scuffed out. Or is it how bad is the dent? It's not. It's it's not dented. It. It's weird because it was like a decent enough impact, but it's just it scuffed it. And what I don't get is it, it was a little car that crashed into us, but we're in like a four by four high Hyundai. Yeah, and the scratch is like quite high up, like the car almost jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't well. get it. At least you're okay, man. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, so uh, we're good. Are, are you guys doing any any kind of? Are you doing any fun shit before? Are you kind of like because most bodybuilders just chill in a hotel room and wait for the show. Yeah. We actually went to the host hotel yesterday, which is really nice. And uh, yeah. my mum is an avid gambler. Really? She's uh, actually probably been to Gamblers Anonymous many times in the past. Are you serious? <laughs> so I gave her $10 to put in the slots yesterday and I had to prize her away from the slots when she was yeah. like $50 up. I was like, come on, we've been there all night. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so, so she's now planning when she can get back to the uh, to the casino. Yeah, she's like, I don't give a shit about your show. I just want to go gamble. Yeah, yeah um, Is it How cool is it having your mom there and be, your mom being a fan of the sport? Is your mom a fan of the sport? Like, does she know all the other guys and everything? She doesn't know the guys um, like by names in, in terms of the guys I'm competing against and foreign guys. UK yeah. guys, yes. Yeah. Um, I would say she's more of a fan of me than the sport. Okay. And just, you know, follows me and has done since I used to play football. And yeah, yeah. You know, and they, they wouldn't want to come to the Bahamas as well. <laughs> hey, how, yeah, that's true. Hey, how long did you play rugby for? I never played rugby, it's football. So oh, soccer. soccer. So that's your soccer. Yeah. 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 So from the age of like five until 23. So quite, quite old. And then yeah. that was the breaking point. Then I stopped playing football and concentrated on the bodybuilding because there was a transition phase where I was like, I ain't ever going to put in any weight doing football as well. Yeah. But were you good enough to play at a higher level in football or soccer? I was good enough. For, to play like a semi-professional level, but I never, ever would have made any money from it. So okay, there is no point. So um, you chose bodybuilding because bodybuilding's got so much money in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which kind of worked out okay in the end, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen, man, I, uh, I'm excited for you. How'd your prep go? Everything went well? Everything looked like it went pretty smooth. Your progress pictures yeah. came up and you just kept getting better and better and better. Everything's gone really good. Um, like I said, I've been training less. And I, I'd, I'd like to be honest with everyone as well, because I think it's a very, very valid learning point for people out there. And I think you've mentioned it before yourself. Um, drugs this time has been a lot lower. Okay. Namely, one particular drug. Well, two particular drugs. One is Tren. Okay. So in past preps, I've uh, been no stranger to do a gram of Tren a week. Are you serious? Yep. This, wow. prep, this prep, I've done 400. Yeah, for the last six weeks, and I felt healthier, and I think that yeah. has had that stress on the body results in better. Yeah, yeah. So for I mean, out there thinking that, that that kind of drug 
more is going to yield more results is completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is anti-estrogens. Yeah. This time I have done none. Oh, wow. Okay. And that, that is like obviously very strange for us because normally four weeks yeah. out with Arimidex, get dry, blood. Put them up, blah, blah. put them up, put them up. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, it, it's funny you said that. I've actually mentioned both those things on the podcast. The last prep I did, the one where I pulled out of Chicago and I was going to do it last year when I got in shape, one of the reasons I felt so much worse was I had increased my anti-estrogens because that's what yeah. kind of, that's kind of just what I always do. And I was kind of doing my own yeah. prep. Yeah. So I kind of, and John had told me like, Hey man, that's, that's too much, but I'm yeah. just a stubborn motherfucker. And I do things that I'm used to doing. Yeah. And I always tell people that was, that's like the culprit for a lot of problems is people add too much Remedex or some, they add Nulvidex on top of it or whatever. And then all of a sudden, everything just starts to feel like it's crashing. Yeah. And I think when you start adding all these different variables in the mix, you don't know whether you're flat or fat or yeah, yeah. struggling to get full. Yeah. You feel like shit could be this, that, and the other. Yeah. So this one's been very simple, hard work, consistent eating, and yeah. a, a nice kind of level of drugs in the mix as well. Let, let me ask you this. Without the uh, AIs or any estrogens um were you feeling fuller stronger all the way through to the end of your prep yeah i was definitely noticeably i wouldn't say stronger towards the end because energy levels are energy levels but i was noticeably less agitated yeah even though yeah. i'm agitated i was less I was, yeah yeah there was a noticeable difference in my demeanor Sure, sure, I can see that. But it's also the trend. I mean, thousand milligrams yeah. of trend is <laughs> thousand milligrams of trend. Dude. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the most my my most is six hundred. Yeah, I think that's um, top end of what anyone should be looking at. That's maybe. really because I the way I see it is like during a prep, trendy, two hundred milligrams Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing. Yeah. Or if you're trend A, it could be six days a week, every day. Like yeah. it, it, at the end of a prep, right? Yeah. And that's kind of all I ever did. I always felt like 300 was the average. I might bump it up during a prep, but I never went over six. No. So I'm not, I'm not surprised you felt better on four because I think a thousand would be crazy for me. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a very important message for people out there because it is, <clears throat> what, what would you call it? It's, it's a problem, isn't it? The, well, the drug in bodybuilding is a problem. I don't blame people. You know, I don't, people, people call it like uh you know, they, they, they say it's a horrible thing and it is, but I don't blame people for thinking that more is better. No, because it would just make sense as a bodybuilder. You feel like, well, if I do 200 pound bench press, well, if I do 300 pound bench press, I'm going to be bigger. Yeah. So it kind of fits in line with the rest of our thinking. Like, well, if I eat 2000 calories, well, if I eat 3000 calories, I'm going to get bigger. So it's kind of like the same, it goes along with the same line of thinking, but the problem with it is there's a, there's a point where, where the risk is way past the reward. Yeah. And definitely. it just, the, the benefit of it just kind of drops off. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's the hard part to explain to people, mm. but that's why I do this. Cause I have people like you on here telling people like, this is what worked for me. And then I think that's very valuable for people to hear a professional as you're still like at the top of the game saying like, Hey, I yeah. learned, I learned this about my body. This is what they can do now. Yeah, so and, I think, uh, and that's that's why I appreciate you know you doing so much work on the podcast because it's 
and I, I take my I take my bandana off to you, <laughs> because the amount you do and give yeah. back to the sport now is is phenomenal, and I think anybody yeah. should um, be very very grateful for what you're doing. I, I thank you very much for having me on the podcast yeah. again. Well, no, thank you, Jamie, and, I, and thank you for saying that. But honestly, I I really enjoy doing it because it keeps me attached to the game. And it is a, it is a way to give back. And I, and I appreciate letting the fans kind of hear everybody's story, but listen, more importantly, this is about you and your show, which is uh, what three days away now. Yeah. So it's Friday tomorrow. We register. Yeah. Saturday I get tanned. Yeah. Sunday we get it on and then we get pizza. <laughs> when you tan, do you wear a sock on your junk? Uh, it depends who I'm getting tanned by. <laughs> 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 uh, well, <laughs> do you know the thing is as well sometimes I just the, the longer i've done this yeah the, the less shame i have yeah i know i've noticed i've noticed that too in the back in the pump-up areas or in the tanning areas i've noticed the guys that have yeah. been around the longest are just fucking hanging out like, at that stage in your prep who cares like yeah. Yeah. it's all shriveled up i just still don't care yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got so, a wife at home. I'm yeah. not trying to impress anyone. <laughs> okay. Assuming you have to wear a sock. Yeah. Do you put your balls in the sock too, or just the just the shaft? I tell you what, if I didn't put my balls in the sock, it'd fall off. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man, you're hilarious. All right. Well, <laughs> I gotta get you back on for a bodybuilding and bollocks or a bro chat, man. We'll have a we'll have a good good laugh. Oh, 100 percent what do you have lined up for food after the show? Snacks? Do you have like a whole bag of snacks or is it pizza? I've got some snacks in the fridge. To be fair, my mum tried to raid my peanut M&Ms earlier. I was not happy. I was not happy. <laughs> Shit, you can't fuck with that bag, man. That's got your... the look. She got yeah. the look. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we've, been, we've been scoping out pizza joints since we got here. No, no bullshit. I don't think you're going to find anything, man. It's tough. You know what I noticed about pizza? Yeah. Wherever you have like people's hometown pizza is always their favorite yeah oh they... I, this, is a, this is a good question because i've recently realized that i don't like the standard traditional italian thin slice pizza oh you got... like the you like a doughier pizza yeah it's got to have some substance to it yeah see that's opposite of me see this is what i'm saying it's like i don't like thin thin but i don't like it doughy either okay so like we have a good Italian population in, in the city where I live. So there's pretty, yeah. au- pretty authentic pizza. Yeah. But it's funny. I, I realized everybody in their city thinks their city is known for pizza. Yeah, definitely. Because I have friends come down from other cities. And I'm like, oh, you got to try our pizza. Like we're known for it. <laughs> and then they'll try it and I'll be like, yeah, it's okay. And so, yeah. yeah. So everybody's got their own version of what what's the best. So you like a thicker dough. Yes. And there I mean, is actually pizza huts, dominoes. Yeah. So I think that's like they're like safe bets. To be yeah, fair. they're all usually pretty pretty much the same. Yeah. Do you like a pizza like a pizza pie like a deep dish? You ever had like a deep dish pie? Yeah, yeah. I went to New York once and they were like the yeah. best, real, real thick ones. Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah. I made the mistake oh. of I made the mistake of ordering two large pizzas because I thought I was going to eat them all. Yeah. And I ate like three slices and I was fucked. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't finish because it was like this thick. I couldn't yeah. finish it. So anyway. Um, Jamie, listen, uh, I wish you the best, man. I hope you crush it on Sunday and, uh, we'll all be watching. So yeah. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Just to thank you very much for yourself again. Um, thank you to the sponsor 
trained by JP. Um, I know he's working with Ian now and a lot of the guys in the US. Yeah. Uh, the clothing side of things. Thank you to the mum. Thank you to the wife. Yeah. And I just look forward to getting it on. Thank you for all the support yeah. on, on the social media and all my platforms as well. Um, it's uh, definitely not gone unnoticed this year. Awesome. Okay, brother. Listen, we'll see you on Sunday. And uh, do your best and fucking kill it. I would if I... Thank you very much, mate. All right, man. Bye-bye. Cheers, buddy. Bye.